Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Called for Freedom podcast. And it's been a while. I mean, we left off at Job chapter 13. When Job responds to his friend saying that he would still hope in God. A little bit what's going on with me lately, um, as you know, uh, I'm being deployed with the military. Can't get into specifics, but that's why I'm so busy and haven't been doing a whole lot of podcasts lately. But with that being said, this episode I want to open up with um, a Bible verse. And this one comes from Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Now Job chapter 14 is a continuation of the story of Job. In it, Job laments the suffering he has endured. Despite his innocence, as has pretty much been the the theme over the last, like, probably ten chapters, he questions why God has allowed him to suffer. He also accuses his friends of not understanding him and accuses God of being unjust. He expresses his anger and disappointment in God and questions why God has allowed him such suffering. At the end of it, God answers Job's accusations and tells him that he should trust God and submit to his plans. Let's get into chapter 14. Job continues, death comes soon to all. Man who is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. He comes out like a flower and withers. He flees like a shadow and continues not. And do you open your eyes on such a one and bring me into judgment with you? Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? There is not one, since his days are determined and the number of his months is with you. And you have appointed his limits that he cannot pass. Look away from him and leave him alone, that he may enjoy 
like a hired hand his day. For there is hope for a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that its shoots will not cease. Though its root grow old in the earth, and its stump die in the soil, yet at the scent of water it will bud and put out branches like a young plant. But a man dies and is laid low. Man breathes his last. And where is he? As waters fail from a lake and a river wastes away and dries up, so a man lies down and rises not again, till the heavens are no more he will not awake, or be roused out of his sleep. Oh, that you would hide me in Sheol, that you would conceal me until your wrath be past, that you would appoint me as a set time and remember me. If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my service I would wait till my renewal should come. You would call and I would answer you. You would long for the work of your hands, for then you would number my steps. You would not keep watch over my sin. My transgression would be sealed up in a bag, and you would uncover my iniquity. But the mountain falls and crumbles away, and the rock is removed from its place. The waters wear away the stones. The torrents wash away the soil of the earth. So you destroy the hope of man. You prevail forever against him, and he passes. You change his countenance and send him away. His sons come to honor, and he does not know it. They are brought low, and he perceives it not. He feels only pain of his own body, and he mourns only for himself. You know, part of that chapter almost sounds like the book of Revelation, doesn't it? I mean, in a way, it's kind of like we're being held underground until God's wrath passes over us. And then we rise up to heaven with him. But Job is reflecting on the fleeting nature of human life, comparing it to the life of a flower that withers and dies. He acknowledges the, the inevitability of death and the fact that once someone dies, they cannot be brought back to life. Job also expresses his desire for relief from his suffering, asking God to hide him in Sheol, the place of the dead, until God's wrath passes. Despite his despair, Job maintains his faith in God, believing that even in death, there is hope for life beyond the grave. In this chapter, we see Job grappling with some of the most profound questions of human existence, including the meaning of life, the nature of suffering, and the possibility 
of an afterlife. Now that was my commentary, but to give you more of a devotional, let's go back to Job uh, verse 14. If a man dies, shall he live again is the question. Packinghouse says, Job asks God a penetrating question, one that brings us face to face with the common denominator in the life of all men, and that is death. But Job went further than mere certainty and reality of death. He was probing into the real issue of life after death, questioning the possibility of whether mere mortal humans could attain immortality. There is a secular industry growing among people who are having their bodies frozen after death in the hopes that some future technology will become available that will revive them, creating a type of resurrection. So Job was asking a question then that people are still seeking an answer to today. Resurrection is mankind's greatest hope. And Jesus' answer to Job's question is yes, which he proved by rising from the dead. The empty tomb in Jerusalem declares that there is life after death. Perhaps the proper question isn't shall a man live again, but rather shall a man ever really live here? We can never really know what true life is until we trust in the saving work of our crucified and risen Savior, Jesus Christ. British Prime Minister Winston Churchill prearranged his own funeral. Stately hymns were sung in St. Paul's Cathedral in London, along with an impressive eulogy. When they said the benediction, he had arranged for a bugler high in the dome, or a bugler, I'm sorry, high in the dome of the cathedral on one side to play taps. The universal signal that the day was over. And then, after a long pause, a bugler on the other side of the dome played reveille the signal that a new day was beginning. And if you're in the military, you know exactly what this is talking about. It was Churchill's way of communicating that while we say good night here, it's good morning up there. Lord, we thank you for eternal life, which you promised to all who surrender to your son. I'd like to end this episode on a prayer. Dear God, your truth is what I will experience today. Truth that shows me who you are and what you do. Truth that overshadows the worries. Truth that shines light into falsehood. Truth that brings freedom Enlighten me with the truth that is you. 
Amen.